All right, everybody. So we enjoyed having our guest Derek on. What was it? A year ago, maybe? Maybe it was. Yeah, at least eight months. Definitely last decade. Last decade. That's so true. Uh, (laughs) But we had a good time having Derek on. Um, So we thought we'd bring on another guest. We're Um, doing what? We're bringing on another guest. Can you ask them working? Back-to-back episodes with a guest? Back-to-back episodes with a guest. And I think we like incorporating the guest, Midday. I don't know about you, but it's nice to hear a third option. And frankly, I'm tired of just hearing your voice. No, I got to be honest. I hate my voice, too. Every time (laughs) I listen to us, it's disgusting. But thanks to everyone who's still friends with me with this disgusting voice. I'm just trying to think about how a, a voice can be disgusting. You know, when I hear it, but, it uh, invokes my gag reflex. So I feel oh. like disgusting is the word that I want to use. Okay. But, uh, that's why I like to talk in other voices because my own is disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to break the all time record for most times the word disgusting is used in a podcast. I know. It's going to be disgusting. Anyway. But anyway. So, Mide, I don't, I don't even know how to, like, how was your, how was your New Year? How was your Christmas? How was Easter, Kwanzaa? Yeah. Holidays were good. Kwanzaa and uh, Hanukkah went well. Shalom to Merry, my fellow. Merry uh, Christmas, yeah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> yes. No, holidays were good. Uh, spent it with friends, family. Uh, got to see you over since the last time we talked on the pod. Oh. For yeah. our high school reunion. That That's was right. fun. We did, and people mentioned the podcast to us. Yeah, so shout out to our classmates who give us a listen. There we, was, a, there was. I don't. I, I think, think it'd if be we name them, if we name them and we forget, then we might miss somebody. Feel bad. So I that's think that's fair. that's dangerous. Right. So you, we're talking to you. No, we Thank all appreciate you. you. And uh, today no. on the show, we actually have one of our classmates who was at the reunion. Our second straight guest. We are coming in hot. With uh, Daniel Mosier, who is currently downstairs as I'm recording this in my studio, as we are roommates. And Sam and I did go to high school with him. Oh, you mean down the stairs. Okay. Down the stairs. What did I say? You said downstairs. Down general stairs. (laughs) It's just somewhere below the Mendoza line. Um, Sure. But, yeah, Dan is one of my good friends. We obviously, like I said, currently live together. We played quite a bit of golf throughout high school. We were teammates on the golf team. Uh, play a lot of golf outside of high school because that's what we do. It's one of the passions we share. And Sam also knows Dan. Sometimes, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan and I have known each other since fourth grade. Mm, when you so, left. Longer than you. Actually, Longer than me. You have known. Yeah. I was enemies with Dan for a good section of time. When before. you guys were golf rivals in the yeah. uh, seventh grade or sixth grade or whenever you started yeah. playing golf. We were. Um, yeah. So we're excited to, excited to have Dan on. Um, we're going to talk some some NFL football, uh, some Browns coaching changes and uh, GM changes, and then also um, the wild card weekend that we went to. So midday. Uh, why don't you go ahead and dial Dan up for us? I will call him up. Let me get my phone out here. Uh, I think he's one of our more knowledgeable NFL friends, I would say. So I think this yeah. is going to be a good one. So Google, let me... call Daniel. <laughs> no, she said no. She said, you can't afford a Google Home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's ring him up. Yep.
Let's get it! <laughs> Hello, this is Daniel. Daniel. How are we Daniel doing, Hood. buddy? Who the heck is this? <laughs> this is your fabulous co-host at Shoot the Shot. How are you today? The Shoot the Shot guys. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, uh, we... doing below average. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nothing's ever that serious. Uh, it's Monday. We're here. We're doing another episode. We are back. I uh, haven't recorded a new episode in quite a bit of time, but life gets in the way. Holidays get in the way. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, We're happy here. holidays, boys. So, Daniel, we uh, mentioned to you earlier on in the week that we wanted to have you on the show, talk about some NFL football. Um, are you ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. Sad to say that the Patriots lost, so we'll have some comments about that, but definitely excited to get this going with you guys. Mm, he already called himself out for being a Patriots fan. <laughs> the people, I'm sure the majority of our audience knows, but Dan is the biggest Patriots fan that I know. Not sure about Sam. Not sure how many Boston natives he hangs out with up there, down there in Columbus. But uh, that's the third worst Boston accent I've ever done. But not gonna lie, I'm have... probably the only Patriots fan that I know as well. So yeah, I haven't <laughs> met, I haven't met Mark Wahlberg yet. So. I met his brother down at the right Super Bowl in 2014. Oh, yeah, and nice. his wife. I have eaten at his restaurant in Cleveland, so that's the only connection I have with the Wahlbergs. Is that's a solid 8.7 out of 10 for the Wahlbergers. Very good. Not an yeah. official sponsor. Yeah, shout we out should, Wahlbergs. We should call him. We should call him up. <laughs> I might have to call my agent and see what happens. Dude, let's get into the Browns a little bit here. Uh, so a lot has happened since our last episode. What we, Was it like week 16 was our last episode, Midday? Yeah, there was still uh, one more regular season game to be played against the Bengals when we were talking to Derek. Oh, that's right. So it has okay. been a while. Yeah. So the Browns finished six and ten. If any of our listeners don't know that yet, oof. Um, I don't know how <laughs> they would know that. But uh, anyways, we fired Freddie Kitchens. Okay. Uh, a lot of people weren't surprised about that. I think the big surprise was the firing of uh, John Dorsey shortly after. I think at first I was definitely a bit shocked. I was like, all right, John put this, you know, this great roster together of skilled mm. players for us to be able to compete. And, you know, the roster that got all the offseason hype and won the offseason Super Bowl, as the uh, the Twitter people like to make fun of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... I think the more that I thought about it and did a little bit of research about why he was let go in Kansas City before uh, we ended up hiring him, I think I'm more okay with it. I'm interested to hear about that. That's really? Cool. Yeah. Enlighten yeah. me on that. So I read, uh, I like looked it up because I was like, all right, like I want to see what this guy's past firings have been about. Because he was fired in Kansas City. He didn't quit. Like It wasn't like a they disagreed. Yeah. yeah. So... I guess he had like kind of a sporadic behavior. Like, like he fired a couple of um, staff members and didn't really have like a specific reason why. Like, they didn't they didn't really do anything wrong. It was more so like, I don't really like you or what you're doing. And like that was and like he didn't really, but he didn't like say specifically like what it was. So kind of like vague about it. But he fired people, like took their job from them. Um, which is kind of weird, was super bad just communicating throughout the entire front office. I mean, from the owner all the way down to the head coach, I guess he Not was almost idea. like, he's almost like secretive, but it wasn't like, I don't know if he was like purposely doing that, but so they just said he lacked communication. Um, 
had a sporadic personality. So that was like, they just got tired of it and they decided to keep Andy Reed and get rid of Dorsey proved to be okay. I think for the chiefs. So basically what you're saying is John Dorsey was magic Johnson. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Cause that's probably. basically the complaints with the Lakers with magic Johnson, aside from him not Being showing magic up to Johnson. work more than a week, <laughs> a week, a day or two a week. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought it sounded to me like it was more of a power hunger thing with the Dorsey leaving right. slash firing. I'm not really sure what the official description of why he's let go, but he's not on the team, not with the team anymore. So my instinct told me that he – or I don't want to say instinct because I'm not like a, uh, a superhero here. But the rumblings I heard was more of the Browns kind of wanted to lessen his powers – Yes. Given that the coach he went with didn't really pan out and they had to get rid of him. So they, he wasn't okay with that. Yeah. They wanted to. So he is obviously, you know, great at like finding talent. That was what his skill was. Like, you know, like scouting, I guess, is his, yeah, is talent his forte. Yeah. So finding they, it or recruiting it. Was he like, was he a recruiter or a scout? Well, he actually? was a good, I mean, he was a good drafter too. Like, yeah, in both places. Um, I mean, he found like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like both not in the first round, and both are pretty successful running backs in the NFL. Um, yeah, they wanted him to kind of go back to being like only that. Like, so he, he was still gonna like retain the general manager role, but he was gonna basically be only in charge of like roster construction. And I think that that was yeah. like gonna be it because they. I mean, they sure. didn't trust him, I guess, or something like that. So, and they wanted Deep Podesta, I think, to take over the rest of his or whatever, like role or whatever he was doing this past season. And he was like, "No, I don't want to do that." And they were like, "All right, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out." Uh, yeah, nobody likes a demotion, but I think let's hear what Dan has to say about this because, as a uh, yeah. a non-biased first-string Browns fan like Sam and I are, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll get the perspective of a secondary fan. So, what do, what do you think about it? No, there, what Sam mentioned was nice. It was there's definitely a correlation between his time in Kansas City and his time with the Browns. <clears throat> but Dorsey, see, like the, the power hungry, I agree with. Like Sam said, he want he he fired a few people without really giving any explanation. He doesn't really want to give an explanation. He wants to do things his way. He wants to bring in people that he's comfortable with. Kind of showed you right there by Kareem Hunt as well, uh, players and personnel wise. And honestly, I think he's like a, he wants people to like him too much. And I think he wanted the Browns fans to like him a lot. And he kind of, he saw that the Browns fans loved Baker Mayfield. So he said, Mm -hmm. all right, Baker's our guy. I have to, I have to talk to Baker about it because apparently I I want the fans to be on my side. I want the quarterback to be on my side. And then in a way people, people all, they mention it, that he and Baker kind of were the two main sayers in who the head coach was. Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, it definitely sounded like that. Yeah. The biggest problem I have is the fact that he he is the one that acquired all this talent. Since you like I like you guys said, I'm Patriots fan first, but being a Browns fan, I want the guy who brought in the talent to stick around. I think he's done a good job. Yes, he trusted this what what, what was Baker at? Like 21, 22 year old guy, like college quarterback. He yeah. was com- he was comfortable with uh, Freddie Kitchens, but. At the same time, you can't bank on this 22-year-old kid's opinion of the of what is it a, a top to run a five, franchise? A, yeah, a top five most important 
person in a billion dollar organization, you can't sure. trust a 22 year old's opinion, honestly. And that's where Dorsey went wrong. And people say it. Dorsey probably felt that his job was attached to kitchens due to due to the gamble. But in my opinion, well, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing Dorsey stay at least another year. Uh, let him let him finish out this next draft. I think that something that kind of what you said about keeping him around the guy that brought in the talent, it, that's important because, I mean, the new guy you bring in might not like those guys. So and ship him right back out. Right. Mm-hmm. You bring in a new guy and, you know, Dorsey's the one that made that move for Odell. And what if, you know, you bring in a new guy with this new head coach and fortunately they're planning on them you know, working together, which is, you know, yeah. a brilliant idea, right? Who would have thought about that? Let me just go on record right now on the <laughs> Shoot the Shot podcast saying that I was never, both of you can agree to this, I was never a fan of the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. Still am not to this day. There's well, links. You've always said he was. There's overrated. links. Yeah, there's links to the Patriots that we might try to trade for him or sign him. And I am just crossing my fingers and praying, <laughs> whatever God, that that does not happen. <laughs> So I don't agree with that. I'm still pro Odell trade because it kind of goes even at the the very least. Okay, so when he was brought in, he was widely regarded as a top five individual talent receiver. Sure, everyone has different opinions on that. But I think what he does in terms of opening up the offense for the other guys on the field, specifically Jarvis, is is worth the price that we have to pay to get him in whatever. I mean, do you even know what Jabril Peppers did for the Giants this year? I don't. I never will. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I do not follow the Giants on any social medias. That's no, I think he actually did okay. I'm not gonna lie. So, they didn't have him 40 yards behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> no, that first year no, when he's a rookie. Yeah, they knew how um, to, to coach him a little bit better than Hugh Jackson did, I think. Yeah, well, most people is, do. I think the three of us have a better idea how to coach than Hugh Jackson. But <laughs> what was he like one in 31 or something like that as one in 31 for two seasons, but he was, and then he started coaching a third started, maybe got another <laughs> win or two, but was like two and four at the best and got at the camp. But to finish up the thoughts I have with kind of general coaching and the GM stuff with Dorsey is, yeah, then we'll move on to the candidates, but continue. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just tired of being a Browns fan and seeing so many of these interchangeable parts keep going in and out year after year. And I think that is why part of me wanted to keep, well, most of me wanted to keep Dorsey, but part of me even wanted to keep Freddie just for the, the continuity. It just like, yeah. and I know we tried that with Hugh Jackson, but I think there's something to be said about keeping a quarterback with a coach, keeping a coach with a staff and then keeping executives with all of that together. I think it's just, the Patriots are always going to be the example for like, but the reality is no one's going to build a 20 year dynasty ever again in, in any sport really. But and that's hard to do. But the thing they've always had, they've had the coach, they've had the quarterback, they've had, you could say the owner because Belichick's the GM too. So, but like you get those three guys, those important key points all stay the same and it's easier to retool and build rosters around. When you have and work off and learn from previous seasons. You can't learn from a previous season if you switch head coaches, offensive coordinators every single year. The offense changes, play calling changes, the quarterbacks have been changing. I, it's in a way, it's unprofessional, you know. Yeah, I don't. If you, if you look with, at Fortune 500 companies, imagine how many the amount of money, yeah. etc. So, right, that's a good point. With, if you run the team like a like a business, you're not 
interchanging managers all the time in your business if it's going to stay successful. Looking forward, um, the Browns have obviously started some of the or started the interview process. Kind of just, I mean, nobody really got the chance to interview Ron Rivera, which real quick, I just want to say that sad. Yeah, I think that him just you know going right after the Redskins job was was poor on his part. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm, um, I take Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just think foremost. that like he didn't wait to see you know what what better jobs became available because you know the Cowboys and you know the Browns. Not that the Browns are a better job, but I was gonna say the roster is a good roster. The roster looks better, and the fact that he didn't give. Specifically, like we'll say, maybe the Cowboys. He didn't give the Cowboys, which surprises me most, because the Cowboys right. obviously is a better job. The Browns have a roster, but the Cowboys to win their division, in my opinion, is probably going to be easier, especially easier. with the Cowboys. Right, beating but, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Both uh, teams kind of have their their flaws. Like we know what the Browns are, but having the the cloud of Jerry Jones constantly like Oof. behind you and yeah. looking over your shoulder is like got to be annoying when you're just trying to do your job and this guy I mean he likes to think he knows a ton about football and I'm sure he does now because he's owned them for so long but like we don't, have, some, we don't have to be cute about it he, no, but at he, some point, he picked the worst team to go to honestly the Redskins he picked the worst coaching availability they probably the, the worst best, owner yeah the best coach available in my opinion yeah, top yeah. two or three coaches like and he picks the worst availability college there's probably a few college positions better than the redskins mm-hmm. nfl job and you know what you That's know what true. they did is they probably gave him the kitchen sink and they just said yeah, everything's yours whatever you want to do do it they gave him a five-year oh. deal right so i think that was probably right. part of it i don't know if the browns or even the cowboys were offering that many years of well, paychecks is the reality even if he gets fired you don't the get cowboys did give McCarthy a five year deal. Did they today. too? I didn't today. see the, the spec. They signed it. off on it. Is they gave done? him a five year deal today, which I was. That's a long time, but this is an offer on the table, or did he accept? It? No, it's official. I think yeah, that was the official. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Yeah, they I'm hired him. That. So we obviously is, mentioned McCarthy, who was uh, interviewed by the Browns, and it seemed as though he was just waiting for the Cowboys to offer him a job because he told everybody else no after he spent the night at Jerry Jones's house. <laughs> jumped on it quick <laughs> so mccarthy's out and i think that he was one of our top three options um everybody's top three options i'd hope should yeah, be. yeah. i mean he's had he has the the coaching experience he kind of brought aaron Rodgers up um a little bit to what he is and having to understand dealing with a personality at a quarterback position too yeah as yeah. well, just, just a little bit. I'm not calling Baker a personality, but he's definitely getting there in only two years of an NFL career. Yeah, Got but he's also for it more than anyone else. But he's also still got, I mean, I like to think he's still got the mindset that he's not a know it all. Like he knows he's got to learn and continue to grow day in and day out. Like I hope that he thinks you'd like hope. That. I mean, Tom Brady's literally tweeting at like <coughs> Anning and some of these other quarterbacks saying that I'm learning every single day, every single year I learn something new. So, I mean, if no, no young guy, I mean us three back when we were playing middle school sports, we were like, Oh yeah, I don't have to listen to my dad. I know I'm, I'm doing oh, well. Like, I'm doing good, good. You know, the course management for golf, Alex, that's where we, oh, <laughs> but the no, dumbest Baker, I've ever been. Yeah. Baker definitely. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's very competitive, and he's got the talent around him. So I, I'm 
and he's got the work ethic, I think. I mean, the, the dude yeah. was a two-time walk on at two different schools. Like, you know that he knows how to work hard and earn a, and earn a, a job. And yeah, get he knows how to earn it. it. Jack, he knows how to earn it. He does, he's right. not just giving it, for sure. Right. This will like be that. the off-season for that with the yeah. major stuff. Not to and go too why, far from the coaching stuff. but Right, and that's why we need to pick the right guy. So McCarthy and Rivera both obviously off the table. Just real quick, going to give a list of the guys, and then we can talk about maybe some of the ones that we know a little bit about. Yeah. Um, but starting off, uh, obviously Josh McDaniels, a Canton, Ohio native. Um, Who does he coach for right now? I forget. He is the offensive coordinator, I believe, for Baylor? the New England uh, Celtics. Oh, the pros. The okay. Celtics. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, OC for the Patriots. Um, has previous coaching experience with Denver. Didn't go so hot. Went back to New England uh, and then took the Colts job two years ago later to refuse it. Um, See, I'm sorry. I love how you say he didn't do too hot, but he went to another organization and took them to the playoffs with Tim Did Tebow. Did they go to the playoffs? With, with their quarterback, with Tebow? Tim Tebow. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. I was talking better. to somebody today about that. And I was like, and I I'm said, sure. was that with Tebow in the playoffs? And they were like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, why I can't I think of that right now? Yeah. And they won a playoff game, too. Against the Steelers on the 80, what was the 88, 80 yard boutique. Quick yeah. slant to Denver. Yeah. Yep. That was crazy. But so McDaniels, and I think, I mean, say, okay, so we'll just go through the list first. So it's McDaniels, uh, and then they interviewed the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric, and then his last name is like Benemy. Benemy. Okay. Um, the 49ers D corner, Robert Saley, who is interesting. Uh, the Bills OC, Brian DeBole, and uh, Vikings yeah. offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski. Do you know anything one. about do you know anything about the Bills OC? I know the uh, Bills know, can't score that well. Yeah, he, I don't. I don't think I like that one. How long has he been there, though? Do you know? A few years, I maybe. I don't. Because I mean, I t- probably tell you. Probably yeah. because I mean, the head coach has been there. They they hired, they got McDermott, McDermott. What, three four years ago, five three, years ago, three years ago, and he's made the playoffs two of his three seasons. So the offensive coordinator then has probably made their two seasons now. Uh, right. Playoff. So. Right, I would say he's probably been there the whole time. I assume if if they've yeah, been doing all right, not too familiar. He's also yeah. previously been with the Browns before. Oh, oh yes, so, he was with them in '09, I believe. Yeah, he was their offensive coordinator already once before. Yeah. '09. Who was that? Was that like Derek Anderson? As ever? No, it was. Uh, that was a little post Derek. It was. I think it was McCoy. Charlie was Fry, McCoy. maybe. It was Money Manziel. This is going to make me sick if we keep talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jake uh, Lamone? The oh Chiefs, the Chiefs are coordinators interesting uh, because, like, what does he do? Because, you know, Andy Reid calls the plays. So I, I don't know. I've, I've thought about that, too. You know, I don't know if I like if I like stuff like that. But right, do we, we want a play caller or do we want to play designer? You know? I don't dislike the idea of hiring a head coach who is a defensive or offensive coordinator rather than going for two. Yeah. Both a head coach and an OC. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. Even even if it was a defensive-minded coach, like that's fine. Uh, well, it's just... that's why I like that Saley guy from the 49ers because, I mean, clearly their defense has stepped up, done amazing this year. And shout out Bosa, OSU. Yeah. Go by. Um, so I, I think I mean, and then Stefanski's Stefanski is 
interesting. Um, I love the Vikings. Because at first I was like, no. But then I thought about it, and you know how much the Vikings run the ball. And all year long, we're like, run the ball more. Run the ball more. <laughs> so and I think Chubb had the second most carries in the league, but we still want him more. <laughs> I know. Well, it was just like some games he had 15 carries, and I think it was just because he was healthy every game too. But yeah, so I, I think right now McDaniels is, I think, the number one. And if, I also, if he leaves, if he leaves, I don't see him going anywhere but the Browns. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the hometown thing, right? He already attempted it with the with the Colts and backed out of that because he. Yeah. Grass isn't always greener. Probably but... because he texted Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck saying, "I'm retiring." <laughs> so like, hey, buddy, uh, I'm gonna retire in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, Late. the one guy that I missed was the Ravens O coordinator, uh, Greg Roman. Too another who, good option. I think I would like to have him. him. Will he leave after I... being Lamar in this his first year? See, that's the thing I wonder all the time is because every time good teams coordinators, like the season ends, they're like, oh, he's going to get a head coaching job. What if that guy doesn't want a head coaching job? What if it's fun to be on the good teams, which is kind of the McDaniels thing with the Patriots. It's like right. yep. it's fun to just be in the AFC championship guaranteed every year if right. you're good and you know how to work with that roster. Oh, you mean when you're a millionaire, you like to make the decision to be happy rather than to be on an own 16 team? Yeah. Yeah. And possibly that. lose your job. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we're going to get, I think we're going to offer McDaniels the job. Um, I think he is going to take it. And then I think he's going to make a call to his buddy Tom Brady and bring him over to the Browns for a season or two. Oh. Hey, man, as oh. a being a Browns fan, number two, cannot say I hate it. Oh, my God. Can't say I love it being a <laughs> The problem is, is as long as Bill Belichick is still the head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick will select whoever is best for the job. And if he thinks that he has a younger kid on the team that's better than Tom Brady, he, they don't have an attachment. Like it's not like a father son type thing. Like it's it's strictly business over there the, in New yeah. England. So if, oh yeah. And I don't even want to get into it because we'll get into it when we talk about the Pats game. But it's not like Tom's on the decline, in my opinion. He could, we just need to bring some skill level skill players around him. We need to yeah. incre- increase the uh, skill level of the offensive line, and maybe we'd actually score more than thirteen points in a playoff game. But yeah, definitely I don't, I don't, the... I don't want, I don't want Josh pulling any tricks out of his hat to pull Tom from the Pats. That would be, I might <laughs> cry for more than a week if that happens. I I can't personally see Giselle wanting to live in uh, the nine <laughs> she... for a year. Dude, she's not going to live there. She literally ha- probably has houses in nine different countries. She's too busy wearing clothes and walking down straight or lines. Not, yes. or, or not, yes. Or not. I don't know what her profession is. Or what kind of websites lesser, lesser website she hangs out hey, She makes the money in the family, so she, she gets does. to make the call. She does make the majority of the money. Make, that's incredible. Isn't it? So um, a real quick nugget before we move on. Um, I'm on oddshark.com. Shout uh, out. Oh, yes. Current leaders for which team will Tom Brady play for in the 2020 season? We have the Browns (laughs) at plus 550, followed by the Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, and then the Los Angeles Chargers. Isn't that funny? Where are the Patriots? The Patriots aren't there. (laughs) They don't have odds listed for the Patriots. I got to believe the Patriots are winning. Hmm. You'd hope. I'd hope, at least. So, 
Wildcard weekend was very wild. Every single game was a one-score game, which was the first time since 1991 that all four wildcard weekend games were decided by uh, a one-score. That's before any of us were alive. NFL, man, what a good product. Yeah. Mm. Let's start with the NFC because we want to talk about the Patriots last while we got Dan here. I want him to be able to, to talk about his sadness a little bit. Uh, I think we all three agreed that the the Seahawks, like it, Seahawks and Eagles game, like it wasn't boring, but of the four, it was probably the most nappable game. Yeah, so it wasn't boring, but I didn't watch. So if yeah. you didn't take a nap during this game, you are not a true American. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, it was in Philly, okay, uh, and the Eagles started the game with Carson Wentz. He, yes, they did. Obviously, went out after a, a questionable hit by Jadavian Clowney. Um, Wentz was scrambling, dove forward instead of sliding, and Clowney kind of came in with the crown of his helmet and, um, in college terms, targeted him. Uh, but the NFL doesn't care about heads or brains. Um, <laughs> That's true. So Carson Wentz left the game, uh, bringing in Josh McCown, the journeyman himself. To try to beat the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. 40 years old. His first 40-year-old to make a playoff debut, mind you. Wow. Another nugget. Sam with two nuggets. I listen to sports talk radio and podcasts. Debut meaning like actually playing in the game? Yes, like playing in the game. Gotcha. Um, He's been on every other team. Didn't do... He didn't do that bad. He was 18 for 24, had 174 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But he was sacked six times. That's not good. He was sacked six times. Yeah, the Seahawks had seven sacks total. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible defense. Which they, I mean, they haven't really, I mean, the Seahawks this season weren't, you know, known for their defensive capabilities. They were kind of just, you know, putting the ball in Russ's hands and just trying to outscore people all year. Yeah. And to to keep it simple, I mean, it was it, this game was so boring because I mean the starting quarterback left the second series, yeah, and you, ha- and you have a quarterback that hasn't played probably since two thousand what seventeen probably probably last year honestly thrown into a playoff game against yeah. probably arguably a top three quarterback and a top five team and yeah. he says go get it my so guy. job well done by by Josh McCown to come into a sticky situation and keep this a one score game that's true you know Russell Wilson just did what he always does he's a winner. He's going to take care of the ball. He's not going to get sacked. Uh, he, he did get sacked once, but uh, he was 18 for 30, 325 yards, had one touchdown. Um, but DK Metcalf absolutely tore it up. And that man Look at this guy. is huge. Rookie out here making yeah, plays. So seven catches for 160 yards and a touchdown. The 160, that's a rookie postseason record, is it not? It yeah, is receiving yeah, receiving re- uh, yards record for a rookie in a postseason game. DK, that's awesome. Decaf Metcalf. Decaf Metcalf. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so he had a great game. Um, Seattle moves on, as I think we all uh, suspected, and they move on to play in Green Bay next week. Viking Saints um, was the game before the Seahawks and Eagles on Sunday. This one. I just want to start this off by saying how disappointed I am in the Saints because there was no sort of <laughs> revenge <laughs> mindset or like, you know, 
last year the Saints beat the Vikings up and down the field, and then the last three seconds of the game gave up a touchdown. They didn't come into this game like they, like 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 they should have. It was just disappointing. I mean, the score was three three at the end of the first. Yeah, they came out flat. Yeah, and and they never hit their stride offensively, and it was just disappointing to see they just let you know the Vikings come into New Orleans and beat them after what happened last year in Minnesota. If I had to ask you, outside of Drew Brees, who the two best offensive players were for the Saints, who would you say? <laughs> outside of Drew Brees? Yeah. Yeah. In Drew. that game or in general? In yeah. general, all season long, you got who? Michael Thomas. And Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Dan wants you okay. to say Taysom Mill. Taysom. <laughs> oh, no. He I doesn't almost... get the ball enough. Doesn't get the ball get enough. He's a hundred percent accurate. He had seven touches the entire game, including one throw. <laughs> had 125 <laughs> yards and a touchdown in seven touches. We need 13 Taysom Hills on the field at all times. Dude, that throw he had was incredible. <sighs> Loved it. He had 15 and a half fantasy points, by the way. The hilarious <laughs> thing about the Taysom Hill thing is like he surprises teams now when he throws the ball, and he's still a quarterback. It's like yeah. they expect they him to need... either catch a pass or run it or, I don't know, get water for the team because he does literally everything. Do you remember but... what Tebow used to do in college? Um... Throw the ball left-handed? No, like he would get <laughs> <laughs> he would get the direct snap and then like run up like he was going to just run in and then jump. jump. Pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you could utilize this guy in so many, in so many ways. It's just so hard for Sean Payton, I feel like, to take Drew yeah. Brees like out of the out of the game. It's not even that. It's the fact that the an- the actual answer to my question was Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And guess what? Alvin Kamara had seven rushes for twenty one yards in that game. Somebody touchdown. And a yeah. touchdown. And a touchdown. Are my we bad, sure? How did sure? she not get over ten to fifteen carries in a playoff game? Yeah, are we he had sure eight that, catches. Are we sure that Sean Payton's still a good coach? Is what I'm going to say to that statistic. Uh, I would say yes, because right now of active coaches, he's top three in win percentage. In win percentage, that doesn't. Include How about the, the playoffs? playoffs though? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This I want. You I guys mean, to win percentage part. is everything. Like, isn't that? It doesn't everything. Every game you play. Uh, it, it might be regular check, season check win percentage. Stat, yeah, I, was say, check your stat. I do it know that be. Drew Brees has only eight playoff wins. He's eight and eight in his career. Yeah, playoff quarterback, and they won yeah. a Super Bowl, so that's yeah. what four or th- at three, least three, three minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, kind of, I don't know if they've been unlucky. A lot of people say unlucky. They're they're gonna they're gonna cite the officials, which I think I we should mention yeah. the the pass interference at the end of the yeah. game. That they didn't even review. Yeah, because that's part of the main story of this game. Again, um, the Saints got hosed by the refs. Don't yeah. Make, yeah, don't make it about the refs though. But you, know, you, you got to give the Vikings the credit. They, they played shouldn't have went to overtime. It should not have, is what you're saying. No, like well, the Saints should win at home yeah. against the yeah. sixth seed. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, and if you say so, if you told me the Saints were going to score 20 points in the entire game in New Orleans, I would I would think you're nuts. Like, yeah. I would say, no, no way. I'll take the over on that every day of the week. I would love to know. I should have looked it up. But what was the, the time of possession? Oh, what was the okay. time of possession for <laughs> the Viking Saints? Because I feel like, honestly, the Vikings were just controlling the game. And they had Cook had, what, 28 carries? And give or take, what is the backup's name? 
You want the time of possession? It was was, uh, 36 minutes and 56 seconds for the Vikings to 27 minutes and 24 seconds for the Saints. So a little bit more. Closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say mostly just running the ball for the Vikings. I mean, they just, they established the ground game in a way. They just kept, they kept feeding the clock, like just taking the clock off. They had had 20 more plays than the Saints did. And And part of that's skewed because I bet all of them were more run plays too. They did get the ball in overtime, and the Saints did. Yeah. So that's that's true for that as far as that's time true. and plays. But still, it did feel like they had the ball. The Saints kept going three and out. It felt like the entire first half. And Drew Brees had two turnovers, I believe. It was Drew a fumble. Drew Brees a had that bad fumble. Yep. And an interception and that was just a he just hucked it deep. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't want to say Drew Brees is slipping because you know you can play he, till you're 45. He's always right played like this, like. In the regular season, I feel like too. Like he's had games where you're like, "Wow, what happened to Drew Brees today?" But then the next game, he comes out and throws seven touchdowns, and you're like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, it's he pulled his plantar fascia from standing on his tiptoes too long, probably. <laughs> Trying to see over the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll wait so, for the medical report. So the, the review, the non-review, I guess, of the potential offensive pass interference. Um, what do you guys Tri- think about that? He stuck his arm. He. Hundred percent. His arm was extended, and that is what people ask for: is the extended arm. And that's, gave, that's all I have to say. He gave but, himself a competitive advantage. Yes or no? Yeah. He has the competitive advantage being so much bigger. Right. So does Absolutely. he need yeah. to? So does he need to give himself more of one by using an illegal like? It's not illegal if it wasn't called. All I have to say, <laughs> but you know. so yeah. But if you read, <laughs> if you read the rules, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. I think it was pass interference. I if think he, I'm if fine if they let it go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, think I'm not fine that they didn't review it. Yeah. I think I just wanted the review. And I know that and, – and like all season long, they haven't given that. But I think they owed it at least a review. You can't, a not the, you can't not let the coach review it. That's the thing. Like if a coach has a challenge in his pocket, he has to be allowed to challenge a reviewable call. Well, I, don't, I don't like 100%. the fact – yeah, I don't like that it's under two minutes. You're not allowed to. I don't like Is that. Is it even in overtime? Or is yeah. all, all, all the time, time, like turnovers and touchdowns and all that is reviewed? It's Everything called- in overtime has to be initiated by the booth. Right. It's the same as the last two minutes. Right. That's bad. So, and you're. It doesn't and, make sense. I How think about that. This, this is the game. Uh, this is the action. This is the game in which the pass interference reviews became a thing last year, right? This is the reason we have this rule. And it, it happened again in this yeah. game. Yeah. It happened again in this game. The reason we put this rule in the NFL and we did not utilize it. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. What to yeah, they definitely have to reassess the yeah. the pass interference challenges and all of that stuff because there's just so many questions about. I think they should take it out. My favorite thing is the NFL tweeting or sending a letter to the team saying, hey, we got this wrong. Sorry about yeah. that. See you next that's just yeah. what I wanted. Like, give him a fine. Better luck next season. <laughs> give him a compensatory pick for something. I don't know. Like a yeah. gift basket. Make up. You know? So give me some raisins. Best. I don't know. I think. I think that better head coach. I think they should have reviewed it, and I think they should have given the offensive pi because I think that they owed it to the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a whole nother argue yeah. <laughs> Vikings Minnesota argument versus right. Um, mad, but but. Let's let's move on to the AFC. Uh, are we good on that game? Yeah, that's see it. Uh, see it to the Saints. Yeah, see it to the forty-year-old quarterbacks. 
tough one. So the first wildcard game of the weekend, which I mentioned to you guys, I thought was the best overall game of the weekend was the Bills Texans. Mm, um, this game. one also went to overtime. Yes. And game started 16 nothing by the Bills, and it looked like they were going to run away with it. It really did. Uh, then Deshaun Watson took made his made his comeback. Yep, and uh, scores on a twenty yard touchdown in the third quarter with a minute left. So this game is sixteen nothing up until two minutes left in the third quarter. There's seventeen minutes left in this game, and the Bills are up sixteen nothing, and then get the two point conversion to make it sixteen nineteen with four minutes and thirty seven seconds left in the fourth. So the Bills didn't score at all a field goal, a touchdown, anything. From 6.07 in the third all the way until 10 seconds left in the fourth. I don't want their offensive coordinator. That was just what I was going to mention. This is evidence that you need to I don't want to bring it back to the other, crowd, but Other than the offensive coordinator, Sam, t- I want your opinion because I live with the other Josh host Allen of the show. is not good. You don't like Josh Allen. Uh, I think, listen, listen. So Josh Allen has intangible spurts of, of good plays. He has spurts of good plays, but you can tell he still makes very questionable uh, decisions. Like decisions. his lateral pass. Yeah, his lateral pass was a little yeah. Stupid. Almost yeah. completed it, which would have been insane. Um, didn't have to complete it. It's the main thing. I think he still runs the ball a little too much, and I know that's not completely on him because they do call plays for it. But, uh, yeah, 9 for 92. 9 for 92. That's That's pretty dang good. It is. It is. I'm just looking at his durability for, I mean, if the Bills are trying to make him their franchise quarterback, like, I think he runs the ball too much. He's got to stay in the pocket. He was 24 for 46. That's Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, both in this playoffs right now, run the ball probably more per game than Josh Allen. Deshaun Watson, I don't think does. Lamar Jackson does, but we'll get into Lamar uh, later. In this game, Watson had 14 for the 55, obviously the 20-yard touchdown run that he had. Oh, wow, he had 14 carries this game. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it, though? I don't think he usually runs that much, though. The bigger issue is not so much the mobility because, like, I think the league is kind of transitioning towards the mobile quarterback being the prototypical quarterback. But I think it's he's just inaccurate is my thing. The decisions, not only throwing the football. Sure. When he makes the right decision, he's not hitting the right spots. Coming from Browns fans, you guys should see a lot of similarities between your quarterback and this quarterback, I would say. They both throw the ball too damn hard all the time. I think, yeah, I think that they're similar. Um, It's just different, I think, because Baker has a Heisman. So, (laughs) sure. So you give him a little, like, like you give him a little more leeway, I think, because you, I mean, obviously the expectations are a little bit higher. The expectations are technically higher because Josh Allen was the first seven, about seven inches taller than Baker, but that's none of my business. Also true. Josh Allen's got more physical yeah. tools to be successful in this league, and I think he runs the ball better. As well he as definitely runs the ball better. He's yeah. he's a monster. He's like six six yeah. two fifty, isn't he? Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. He uses his size to his advantage, but he doesn't need to be taking some hits, doesn't need to be risking these fumbles, doesn't need to be throwing into double-covered fullbacks yeah. 60 yards down the field in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. So right. it's things like that, it's... which I can forgive for now Yeah, because it was his first playoff start. I get that's hard to just mm-hmm. immediately pretend like you're comfortable with that. But like 
My thing is right now he's just average at best. I like the average at best though. Six five young quarterback who's I think loved by his coach, Sean McDermott. And which is coach he's been there for three years, made the playoffs twice now. And one of them is with this quarterback. As a Patriots fan, I don't want to say I'm nervous about Josh Allen being in the same conference. I'm sorry, the same division. But if you looked at the games this year, well, that was one of our one of our first almost losses was to the Bills. And I don't yeah. want to use this year as an example because the Patriots play like absolute dog crap all year. But Josh Allen, I think could uh, he could see himself possibly winning the AFC East a few times in the next five years. Wow, I'd agree with that I'd agree with that. And I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Josh uh, mm-hmm. Josh Allen gets better over the years. Because that's my favorite my favorite position to watch is the quarterbacks. I love watching all these young quarterbacks get better. And The league is in a very good place as far as young quarterbacks go for the future. Yeah. As we've got the older generation passing the torch. Whenever they want to pass, it doesn't seem like that wants to be uh, as soon as it should be. But yeah, here we are. So let's talk about the Patriots. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it. I want to hear what here to we go about this game before Floor we and get into it. Yep. React. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's look at it. So when you when I look at this game, I look at the entire season. Honestly, it's it's the fact that we did not have anyone really. We didn't have an offensive threat. And when you look at every other playoff team, you can easily point off one or two threats to score the football on every offensive possession. You look at the Texans. You have Hopkins and Watson. You know. But and Will Fuller and, you know, Will Fuller, I could name off all the other games and all the other players that play for him. But I mean, it's simple as it. You have Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and give or take James White, honestly, as being yeah. a, an all star pretty much. But Depends Jules matchups for him. Yeah. But Jules, I mean, he had three catches for 30 yards. Yeah, we gave him a rushing touchdown, but that was that was one play call. It was, you know, it's. We could have given it to three other running backs and probably still could have scored it. But three right. catches for 30 yards. He's been battling injuries all year. Our wide receiver core has been depleted. Other oh. than the week or two that we had, what was it, Josh Gordon and, and Antonio uh, Brown. Antonio Brown and Jules. <laughs> like that, I was the you should have seen Patriot social media. We there was no doubt in anyone's mind that we were going undefeated winning the Super Bowl. That was and it fit was for the yeah. seventh ring. It was incredible. And then out of nowhere, Jules gets hurt. We, we let go of both A.B. and Gordon, obviously, due to their their histories and the drama that comes with both of them. Sure. Not a fan of the Josh Gordon. We could have kept him for a few more weeks, but it's whatever. Uh, Seahawks obviously aren't utilizing him right now with his suspension on the table. Right. True. But and- Tom... I'm, I'm not going to... I hate I hate people, man. I hate people saying that Tom is... <laughs> I hate people that saying Tom is regressing. He was 20 for 37, 209, zero touchdowns, one interception. And that interception, just oh. throwing it out there, it technically helped their field position. Yeah. They had 30 seconds, I believe, something like, give or take a few seconds. At the end of the game, Tom throws a pick six. Now they move the ball up 25 yards after the kick return, and then it doesn't even matter still. You know, it's yeah. it was sad to watch. We lost to a – this is probably the first time in Patriots history that we lost to a quarterback throwing for under 100 yards. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's because Derrick Henry was a superhuman running back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, that's 
you got to pick your you pick your poison with the Pats. What are you going to do? You're going to run it. You're going to throw it, and you're definitely not throwing it against these DBs and these safeties. Granted, we were a little banged up from the safety aspect. Uh, yeah. But Derrick Henry, 34 rushes for almost 200 yards and a touchdown. We couldn't stop him, and they 34. knew we couldn't stop him. Yeah, we they knew we couldn't stop him, and they said, "Screw it, we're going to keep running it. We're going to keep running it. We're going to keep running it." And every single like second and third down, they just kept getting first downs, and we mm-hmm. just Tom wasn't getting the ball back as frequently as I was hoping. I was at the bar with a few of my buddies, and man, let me tell you what I was. They were giving it to me. That's for sure. <laughs> laughing. Well, you that. expected it though. Uh, oh to. yeah, dude, you should you should see my my text messages that I receive when the Patriots lose a freaking game. Like the people that come out of the woodwork to talk to me. It's hilarious. <laughs> you should be fortunate. It only happens four times a year at the most. <laughs> yeah. Now, if it wasn't for this gentleman named Jason, shout out Jason at the basement bar buying me as many drinks as I could have asked for, <laughs> my due to the Patriots losing. Only thing that helped me get through it that night get through it anyway the tears coming right now it's they're building up it's Mm. it's hard but the dynasty is not over i'm not upset we you can't i'm not going to complain about this season what were we 12 and 4 we made we had a tom brady in a browns uniform until then yeah as as a patriots fan we learn to we're on to the next season at this point you know the, the season's over yeah. We're, on, we're on to the 2020 regular season. We're the most important thing for us right now is to retain find. Tom, retain Tom, and retain Josh. And if we can't, we have to go find an offensive coordinator that Tom likes. So yeah, and you need to find some, uh, some, some more some uh, skill players to surround uh, Not Tom even. with. I honestly, I think we win this game. I think we probably win the next game if you give us two. Ooh. If you give us two All Pro linemen. Oh. Okay. You give us two all-pro linemen, we probably win this game by over a score. It's Tom is you, – you probably – if you did any, either of you watch the game, the first like two or three plays, Tom gets almost sacked, throws the ball over his head for an incomplete pass just, yeah. to, just to throw the ball away. It looked incredibly awkward. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact – he's getting pressured. He like His pocket awareness makes up for so much that people don't really realize. He gets the, he gets rid of the balls. What is What did he have? He had – 17 incomplete passes, and I would be willing to guess that five to ten of those were on purpose throwaways slash to the receiver's feet to prevent interceptions and to prevent just even for incomplete yeah. passes to get the, to, to get to get the clock to stop as well. Right. Right. He's not very mobile, so he has to just yeah, throw yeah. the ball. Absolutely, and he knows that too, right? So it's, yeah, right. It's not it's it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Tom still the best quarterback in the NFL. I would say I would that's that's 100% biased opinion. I'm still taking him over every other quarterback when I need a fourth quarter game winning drive. I'm taking Tom Brady. Stats speak for themselves. He's the greatest ever. And I want this game. I want this wild card weekend to show all of our viewers to show you guys how hard it is to win a playoff game, how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Okay, Drew Brees has been in this. It has been in the NFL for what is it, fifteen years? He's people say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Most, most passing, does. most passing touchdowns. What has he done? He's been bumped from the first round. Probably what he's lost eight games. So what is that? I think three times. Same as Tom. Yeah, one runs probably. Yeah. He's made it to the Super Bowl. What was it? Once or twice? He's won one. I think he's yeah. made it once and won once. Right. One and like one. He, yeah. He, yeah. No, he, no, he made it. He like yeah. made it and won it, and that's it. That's, I think he's one right. one. Tom. He's made it nine times. He's won six of them. You just that's people not, have. To that's stop. not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent, you know. But 
it's better than zero percent. No. So I was going to say one thing about the Patriots before we move on from that stuff. I think the it really comes down to not having Gronk this whole season. People He's are saying just, he might come back next year. Well, he'll be in shape. And I don't know if he and will. C, and CBD and marijuana may be legal for the NFL players to use next year, which would be a big impact on his life. And Josh Gordon's. And Josh Gordon. One more little tidbit for the for the Patriots game from me. Yeah. I I haven't even mentioned the Julian Edelman drop yet. The, how upset I was at the time that Julian Edelman was the one to cost us the game. Obviously, it was a second down. It was second and six. We were kind yeah. of driving. We were around like the 30 to 40 yard line on our side of the field. So and it was it was in the fourth quarter, I believe, though. So it's like we make this play. We continue driving. We're down one point. Okay. We have a field goal to put us in the lead. Our defense can win us the game. Instead, Julian, second six, it literally hits him in the hands, then off the face mask, I'm pretty sure, then down to the ground. But I was was pissed off at him that he's the one that did it. But in the same breath, I'm happy that it was him because due to our inexperienced wide receivers, I – He's honestly, he's the only one that could have made that that play. He's the only one that could have dropped that pass and not be cut from the team or been, <laughs> penali- been penalized from the team because of it, honestly. And yeah. the, the, the young guys, it would impact. I don't want to say it would impact their career, but it, it, honestly, it would. Because if, 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 if Jacoby Myers drops this ball on a second six in a playoff game, dude, like, he's not coming back next year. We're not, we're going to, we're going to get rid of him. Like he, you can't mess up in the playoffs. Yeah, as a patriot, or you get benched, or you get cut. It's just the way it works. And well, so Julian, Julian Elliman doing it. Yeah, Julian Elliman. It's all right. You know he he had a he had a hell of a season, one of his best seasons. Just because I mean he was the number one target all season long. The defense knew it. You knew it. He was getting open, and he's a lot more double teams he saw this year than any other year. Shout out to Sam and I though. We went to Kent State. So did Jules. Yeah, he fellow flash Kent. alert. <laughs> he, he doesn't hate the doesn't girls at Kent. Kent. Yeah, every girl at Kent is the exact same, and Julian Edelman is here for all of them. <laughs> so let's move on. Um, before we get into the Caliente, Caliente Cinco, Cinco. Um, <laughs> I want to do a little divisional round pick them. Um, so we've got the Vikings are going to San Fran to play the 49ers. Uh, 49ers are a seven point favorite. Uh, go ahead and give me your, your picks, boys. I'll go first. Sure, sure. I, it's my show. I go first. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm taking oh, the Vikings wait. on the road. To cover or to win? To win. Money line. <laughs> Vikings money line midday I'm says. on the Vikings. They look like they have a healthy Dalvin Cook and a healthy Madison. That was kind of scary. They and were Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You and like that. Cousins. I like that. He likes that. Who couldn't like it? You got to feel great for it. Interesting to see. For and Thielen sure. looks a little effective, and Diggs is pouting. If Diggs pouts, they win. So we need Diggs to throw a temper tantrum. Diggs throw is a helmet. bitch. I'm just going to point that out there. <laughs> episode here on Shoot the Shot. But yeah, he definitely complains like Odell does. He didn't receive. He didn't have a target until the third quarter of a playoff game. So I, I can kind of see frustration. Yeah, but. The coach is trying to shake your hand and you do a dance in front of him. Like that was that's yeah, trash. That was, that was bad. Yeah. Have some respect for the game. I'll give the my, my little pick up here for this game. Yeah, you gotta pick the 100% game. Hundred percent biased because <laughs> of the 
former New England Patriot quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G is the real deal. Whether anyone believes it or not, game manager at its best, second best to Tom. But I, I have uh, I have the 49ers pulling away thanks to the defense, actually. I'm going to have a big defensive turnover in the second half. That Are they going to cover the seven, Dan? Are they covering the seven? No answer. <laughs> okay. Probably since I'm saying pull away. Okay. I... Dan's not a gambler. I do not gamble on sports. I'm going to take the 49ers to win. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover, though, in this one. I think it's going to be close. And midday, like you said, the the run game is working. Kirk Cousins, the receivers look okay. Um, If they can keep the ball away from the 49ers like they did against the Saints, Mm -hmm. definitely going to be a closer game. So the next game on Saturday night is the Titans. Sorry, Dan. Um, sad <laughs> going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are a nine point favorite in this one, so that should be, that should be doubled. No, yeah, that should be so doubled. Dan, so Dan's taking the Ravens by a hundred. Ravens by, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to say a hundred, but that's Alex's thing. Browns aren't playing, but here we are. Yeah. I, I, I'm taking the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's he's pretty special, he's yeah. super, super fun to watch. Love the fact that people hated on him. Just it just makes it for a better story, you know. Lamar Jackson gonna probably throw for throw or run for combined four touchdowns, and they win by twenty four points. Whoa, what a prediction! Coming out nice. hot. Nice. Titans. Titans probably can't score more than twenty, to be honest. Oh, the mad disrespect for Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, no, I agree. The Ravens are going to win this game. The only thing I could see is if it's a really cold game, yeah. which Weather. is a big plus for Derrick Henry's game and a minus for Lamar Jackson. He's not great in cold weather games. Historically, yeah. he's not got many games under his belt, so it's kind of a small sample size for that. But And I love doesn't Lamar have Jackson. a playoff win. So, True. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens to win. Titans to cover again. I think it's going to be another close game. You think it's close? Ravens Titans. It's going to be close. I do. Yeah, the Titans are hot right now, man, and they just beat the. Uh, they did beat the Browns week they, one. They they just beat the yeah they beat the loaded Browns off coming off that off season Super Bowl again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that was a Super Bowl hangover. That's what it was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, but I just think that they're hot. They're running the ball well. They didn't need to throw the ball more than 15 times with Tannehill. And clearly, to be yeah. honest, when they had to throw the ball um, in the past five, six games with him, he's done pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to take the Titans to cover. I think they're going to have to score nine. They're going to have to score more than 13 points to win this game, though. Yeah, they scored 20 last game. Yeah, they won 20. Nah, Tom scored six. <laughs> Tom did score six for him, that's for sure. Yeah. The next game we've got is the Texans going into uh, Kansas City, taking on the Arrowhead. Chiefs. Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. This should be a good game. Yeah. I, I don't – like, the spreads are just so – there's so much for – For second-round playoff games? Yeah. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch I didn't it. Say- that one was nine and a half, so that's the high. That's the oh, biggest wow. spread uh, of these games, and I think I I'm going to say it. the same thing: Texans to cover 
Chiefs to win. That sounds like the smart gambling move. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover and to win if we're doing oh, the really? gambling lines. I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and I'm sticking to that. And if they lose, I'll still stick to it, and I'll just nice. change it to 2021. <laughs> uh, this one, man, like I said earlier, love seeing the young quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, mm. wow. Incredible talents. Watch out for Mahomes to make an average throw in it to be the SC top one play, <laughs> SC Sports Center top play of the, of the week, probably of the year. Because <laughs> one of his eyes will be going left instead of right. Yeah, they'll just like probably crop in a picture of him sleeping. So you're taking the, uh, the Chiefs in I, this one? I'm going to do rock, paper, scissors with myself real quick. One second. Okay. Oh, don't know which hand was which. I'll go with Chiefs. <laughs> okay. Yep. Gotcha. So the final at game. Home, at home is probably probably why I'm saying that. The final game, we've got the Seahawks going into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are a four-point favorite in this one. And I am going to go with the Seahawks to win. Oh, my goodness. Money line. Yes. You just took not the Packers in Lambeau Field. In the Book playoffs. it. I am going to disagree. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers at home. To cover? Uh, what was the spread? Four. Oh, yeah. Definitely to cover. They're winning by a touchdown. I second that. Alexander. I, I, I My last three picks, home teams, playoff games. You got to pick the home team. Saints. I picked the Patriots. Patriots. Oh, well. It <laughs> happens. But this is the second round. Eagles. <laughs> Under forty-year-old quarterbacks at home, we're changing. No, I'm just, just stats <laughs> gotcha. prove. Stats tell me I'm I'm picking the home team. I love both quarterbacks. I love both teams here. Seahawks, man. All you have to do is run it at the one, and they'll probably win. But true, Aaron Rodgers more than likely will throw for three touchdowns and get the dub. I love the stat predictions you're providing with oh, your yeah. team pick. Yeah, I just I love, love Rodgers too. He's got to. He, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers has more of a decline than Tom Brady does, to be honest. But but he's not 40, so you can't say it. I like the offense better for uh, the Packers than I do for Seattle. Running game. Running game, running game, running game. If it's going to be cold weather, you need to have the better running back, and that's the Packers in this game. Let's get into our midday. <gasps> our midday. Let's get into the midday. <laughs> I'm calling. I'm telling you to say it, man. Oh, it's time for the Caliente Cinco. <laughs> Caliente Cinco. That was the I best one yet. Just wanted to say it. That's fine. You have to. It's You're fun. welcome to say it. So, yes. For the Caliente Cinco today, we are going to talk about the five players left in the playoffs. Five most important players left in the playoffs. Okay, so let's get a discussion going here. We're not going to go one, two, three, four, five until the end, but I want us to kind of talk about five guys we think are are that for sure top five, maybe. I'm going to go with Mark Ingram, running back for the Ravens. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, wow. I think that the Titans, good year this year. the Titans are going to go out of their way to make like, – obviously everyone wants to go out of their way to make sure Lamar doesn't run up and down their throat. But – they're going to forget about Mark Ingram. I think he's going to have a really good game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nice pick, nice pick. I'll throw one out there, and I'm going to t- pick pick an easy one because 
You know no me. No QBs. No QBs. No QB. What? <laughs> no QBs. Okay. It's the most important. Most important non QBs. Is that I what think we're that, doing? that might be better, honestly, because you can easily say the QB for everything. No. Well, then I'm going Derrick Henry. Yes. On the flip side of that same game, because, like I said, cold weather. You need to have a good running game. That's the X factor. Uh, the temperature in Baltimore, which I think I haven't checked the forecast lately, but I think it's supposed to be unseasonably warm um, for that game, which is probably if it's over 40, it's an advantage. It's a Ravens game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Baltimore. Nighttime Baltimore. It's actually going to be kind of warm. Um, but we'll see. So Derek Henry's my pick. Two running backs Derek. so far. Sam, what do we got for you? Um, I am going to give us a third running back. Ooh. And it is going to be Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think he yep. is vital to – if the Vikings want to beat the 49ers, they obviously need to you know, establish their run game. And mm. with that 49ers – uh, defense, if they can win that battle, they're going to be in great position to win. So Dalvin Cook is my yeah. nomination. Make it a little easier for Kirk on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, going yeah. against that 49ers defense, that's going to be yeah. a tough battle for Kirk. Definitely would take some of it off of his shoulders if they can establish yeah. a running game. Would love to I, see it. I hope they go after Richard Sherman because he's been talking junk to Joe Thomas, <laughs> and we don't like that in the Cleveland. No, we don't. Okay, uh, so let's see. We have the uh, Seahawks-Packers game, Texans-Chiefs. You know, I think screw J.J. Watt. Not going to say his name. Thank you. Yeah, you not going to say that. Nope, didn't say it. You guys didn't <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. I like Ooh, that. I was thinking that too, actually. Yeah, I like he's, that. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone run faster in my life with a football in their hands than that individual. I and Love. All Patrick has to do is throw the ball as far as he can, and chances are he'll be in the end zone catching it. I absolutely love how he runs to catch up to other players scoring touchdowns. Two players, Midday, and I want you to pick one for me that you All think right. is going to be the most important one. And it's, it? it's D Hop for the Texans and Devontae Adams for the Packers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think uh, it's got to be Hopkins. I think I agree. Tell me why. Why Why does it have to be Hopkins, Alex? Because if Will Fuller doesn't play for the Texans, then Hopkins is all they have as far as passing game threats. The Packers seem like Aaron Rodgers is, is better maybe than Deshaun maybe. is at spreading <laughs> it around. At spreading it around. To <laughs> okay, like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Kiki Cootie or whoever the hell Deshaun Watson's number two receiver is without Fuller. Is, is that a is, new nickname for Katie? <laughs> I didn't say lovely. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I just I, I think I would vote for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I think I'm gonna agree with you, and I think it's because with Aaron Rodgers being able to spread it around a little bit more, probably than Watson, I think that the Texans are like we know how much the Chiefs can score and how quickly they can score. And I think that the Texans aren't going to be able to give this ball to Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson and uh, expect the running game to go off and keep them in the game. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with D-Hop as well. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Just just because, honestly, Aaron Rodgers better than Deshaun. Aaron, You have Aaron Jones, I believe, is the running back, right? Mm-hmm. For the Packers. I mean, Carlos Hyde and – Carlos Hyde isn't Aaron Jones. Just let's just say that honestly. Um, so th- I, yeah, the Texans are going to have to be forcing it. They're going to have to be forcing it Hop's way. 
maybe who's the, who's the uh the running back that little the guy that catches the ball we used to have him i'm pretty sure right yeah dookie dookie yeah, yeah he's he's a pretty solid player but i think in the passing game hop is going to be getting fed the ball i'm going to throw one more name in okay to this um who's a very important player i think maybe we forgot about him but george kittle for the 49ers yes definitely forgot about is very important. Super important. I was trying to think of a defensive player. (laughs) I was also thinking of the defense, Sam. And I Uh, thought Nick uh, Bosa might be, honestly, he's a rookie. But, yeah, Bobby Wagner, Wagner, Nick Bosa, um, the 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 Titans' front seven. Marcus Peters. (laughs) The entire front seven. Derrick Henry. Uh, And then Dalvin Cook, because I think that those two being underdogs – and them, their teams relying on them to run the ball is important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think then I'd probably go D Hop, and then Ingram, and then Tyreek. Sorry, Dan. I honestly think Tyreek's more important than Ingram, but I just wanted—I really? just—I just wanted to throw that little uh, under the Curve radar ball. type player. Yeah. No, Curve I think that Ingram Ingram could definitely be important if teams. I mean, teams are definitely a hundred percent going to key on Lamar. So, like, I like what, how you said that. Um, but I just think he's more important than Tyreek because Pat Mahomes. It's one game. It's do or die, you know. And it, the yeah. Ravens, like the Titans, are going to throw everything they got to to stop. Yeah. Uh, to stop Lamar, so they're right. just gonna, in a way that I feel like they're just gonna somehow forget about Mark Ingram being such a good running back. Yeah. So, Daniel, <laughs> we'd like to uh, thank you for joining us on Shoot the Shot. We were Gentlemen. glad to have you. It was a pleasure. I loved the time. Love talking football. Hate talking about the Patriots' loss. You had to have me come on after a Patriots' loss. <laughs> I know. What are the odds? You're the resident Patriot expert, so it's only very fitting. low, Sam. Very, very low. Yeah. <laughs> way only way fitting better. that you close out the potential dynasty, even though you don't think so. Not leaving. Josh even is leaving. Buyer jerseys now. You will not hear from Daniel Mosier in the year 2020. One, if Tom Brady is not here, and Josh, <laughs> Bill Belichick might as well retire if the other two go to. That's all she Robert wrote. Kraft, Robert Kraft, sell the team. I'm out of here, guys. Oh, you just made. All right, <laughs> we'll see you later, Daniel. Oh, see you guys. Go get a massage. <laughs>